Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Players to Be Named Later podcast. I'm Ed, that's Dan. Dan can't say hi because Dan is still doing the prep work I told him to do two days ago. I can say hi. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. You're not my mother. God knows if I was your mother, I'd have smothered you years ago. Anyway, we have a lot of stuff to cover on this show. We're going to talk a little bit about stuff that isn't necessarily mainstream of the four major sports, and I mean the World Baseball Classic, the XFL, and some bracketology. Oh, uh, by the way, there's some, I don't know if you've seen any of this, Dan, but there's a lot of big stuff going on in the NFL. So big, it may wind up being its own show, either this week or next. But first, let's start off at the WBC. Dan, have you been following this at all? Oh, come on, you know I have. What do you think so far? I mean, we've seen some pretty impressive stuff. Um, I think China, you can tell China is not a, not a sports town. Um, sports town, really? Yeah, sports country. Um, Canada has kind of gone up and down in a sense. The U.S. are not looking as hot as I wanted them to. What more um, do you want from them? They're undefeated. No, they're not. The U.S. have lost. Yeah. Who did the U.S. lose to? Colombia, I believe. Well, they beat Great Britain 6-2 to two in the first official game that they played on Saturday. Yeah, and then who did they play in their second game? Mexico. They lost 11-5. Ooh, that's not a good loss. Actually, if you look at that Mexican roster, well, let's pretty... take Let's take a look at the Mexican roster. Apparently, they started Randy Arozarena. Who's that guy? Uh, Alex Verdugo. Uh, Menezes, the first baseman, Telez, their DH, Paredes, their third baseman. Okay, it's not bad. Urias, Trejo, shortstop, uh, Thomas in center field, and is that Austin Barnes at catcher? I believe so. Yeah, all right. Uh, that, okay. that team's that team's not bad. And they had Pablo Sandoval, who pitched three innings and got the win. Uh, used a lot of pitchers as what seems to be the way for uh, a lot of teams going into well, you gotta remember this tournament. This first round, that each pitcher only has a 65 pitch pitch count for the first round, right? And then it goes up. So, I mean, you look at Lance Lynn last night. He granted the the U.S. won that game, but he was at 65 pitches through. I want to say it was four, five. So, so okay, so through five, so. I mean, come on, you and I both know Lance Lynn's going to go back out there with only 65 pitches if he has the ability to to finish that game out. So He went, gave up one run, two hits, struck out six, a home run, which was the only run, and it was hit by, I'm not familiar with that name, um, Young, the DH for Canada. Miles Michaelis finished the inning in a seven-inning mercy rule. He gave up three hits, two Ks. 33 pitches, and the U.S. looks sharp. Uh, um, they do. They look pretty good. They looked good last night. Um, the one thing I will say is I was a little concerned with um, with them going in after that Mexico game. Like I said, I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure if it was Mexico or not. I, I did originally say Colombia. But after that game, it, um, they looked decent against uh, – against that Canadian team. So what are you doing? You're throwing me off. I had an amazing set of notes that I had completely lost about something we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Anyway, let's talk about some of the other games that have been kind of surprising. Another one that happened last night, and that was the Puerto Ricanos defeated Israel with a perfect game. Four pitchers combined to go eight innings, gave up no runs, no hits, no walks, struck out 12, including, who's, is that Jose De Leon? I want to say that's not the right name. But he went five and two-thirds, gave up nothing, and struck out 10 Israelites. Um, yeah, the uh, it kind of makes me wonder, okay? Martin Maldonado is the catcher for Puerto Rico, right? Yadier Molina is the manager, I believe, for Puerto Rico. Is that correct? I believe so. You're asking the wrong guy about that. You're the you're, you're the Yadi lover. Anyway, 
Um, well, it, it's very, it, let's see. I should have had this better, and it, it was all on these notes, and I lost it all. Uh, yes, it is Yadier Molina. Do you think he called that game from the dugout? No. You don't think so? No. Having one of the best catching minds in baseball history. You don't think he called that game from the dugout? No, and let me tell you why. Because Yachty is a catcher, and he's not going to do that to another catcher like Maldonado. He's going to let Maldonado call that game. If I'm Maldonado, I may go to Yachty and tell him, yeah. I mean, that that's that's like saying, hey, Ty, Ty Cobb is my hitting coach, but, you know, I hit 280 last year, so I'm not going to listen to him. Okay, so look, here's the thing. Would, I, would it surprise me if, if he did that? A little bit. Do I think it's possible that he might have called that game? Sure. I'll give you the fact that there's a possibility just so I can, you know, tickle your, you know, now you can go on a 10-minute rant about how great the Cardinals are and blah, 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 blah. That comes so. in a little bit. That comes in a little bit. Um, <laughs> one of the other games that we can look at is Canada, Great Britain. Canada definitely flexed their muscles in that one, I do believe that was a couple of nights ago, maybe Saturday. Nope, it was Sunday. As the Canadians won 18-8. to eight. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, 4-4 four for four with four runs scored, four RBIs, and two walks. Uh, he, had, he, had a, he had a pretty good game. Do you know, happen to know who he plays for? Probably a terrible team in the NL Central. Uh, probably not. Um... The Canadians just looked amazing in that game. Uh, Great Britain, to their credit, despite having probably the most... Uh, is it simplistic? Do we call it simplistic? Um, ridiculously easy, lazy uniforms in history. They didn't look bad. They did score eight runs on eight hits and walk seven times as it looked like the Canadian just could not stop Great Britain early, as all eight of those runs were scored in the first four innings, really three and a half innings. And then, in fact, it was five to three, six to four. It was six to five at one point in the third inning. And then Canada scored four in the third Six in the fourth, one in the fifth, and one in the sixth to put this into mercy rule range. But still, the Canadians look good. Until last night. And, well, there's there's a lot of things going on there that a lot of people have suggested that the Canadians knew they were going to lose to the U.S., so they didn't put necessarily their strongest arms out there. Which, if that is the case... It's unethical, or is it? Not I mean, no, not if you're saving pitching for a different matchup. I'm, I mean, I'm okay with that. That's part of the gamesmanship. If you think you're going to lose and you're going to save your better pitchers for a different match, then that's fine. I mean, that's you trying to make it through to the next round. Um, one other thing I want to talk about before you move forward, just because I know how you like to run the pace of this show, um, yeah. is did, what do you? what would you do if I told you there was a pitcher in this that uh, struck out Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, and Rafael Devers. I would say sign him to a invite to spring training and see what he can do in triple-A ball next year. So that's kind of exactly what happened for Team Nicaragua pitcher. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say his last name. It's it's Hebert. Um, <laughs> he struck out those three, and an hour after the game, the Tigers signed him to a contract. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a feel-good story there. That, that's kind of like what this is all about, right? Like. I mean, you. There's no. another. There's another no. major league player that we're going to be talking about here that is going to play somewhere else that, with hopes of making it back to the big leagues, maybe. No, that's not what this is all about. This is a bastardized quest for ratings, so we can, so Major League Baseball can keep track and keep on pace with hockey and and basketball when they do something similar, and it's an extended spring training and All Star Game combination. Well, it's hockey not, should learn from Major League Baseball right now because they are uh, not doing themselves any favors with not allowing players to go play in 
Yet. The Olympics Yet. or having Yet. their own World Cup that they've been promising for how long now? So That all could change very drastically very soon. It's just they won't be playing in this next winter. Well, maybe won't be playing this next Winter Olympics. We, uh, we shall see on that. Um, the U.S., they got to be the favorites here, right? I think there's a team on the other side of the bracket that's a favorite. Enlighten me. Team Japan. Okay. Uh, They avoid the U.S., Puerto Rico, and the DR up until the finals. Well, let's break down what the polls and standings look like up to the minute. Cuba, Italy, the Netherlands, all of pool A is two and two. I'm not sure what the tiebreakers are, but that's... Tiebreaker is ERA. Uh, If you're looking at those standings... um... I believe you provided that link, correct? Yes, this is for ESPN. Uh, in pool, or from ESPN, actually. In Pool B, Japan is 4-0. They have given up eight runs in four games. Uh, Australia is 3-1 and with a, a surprisingly good showing over teams like, well, Korea. Uh, <laughs> Korea sits at 2-2. Two and two, The Czech Republic at 1-3. and three, And China at 0-4, oh giving up 50 runs Far and away the most out of anyone. In Pool C, Canada and the U.S. are knotted up at 2-1 and one at the top of the bracket. Uh, Mexico, 1-1. and one. Colombia, 1-2. One Great Britain, 1-2. and two. Like I said, I'm not really sure. These are updated at the completion of each game. So any game that is going on right now does not have these updated stats. Venezuela, 3-0. and oh. They sit at the top of Pool D. Puerto Rico, 2-1. and one. Israel and Dominican Republic at 1-1. One and, one. and Nicaragua, 0-4. Oh all right, so Cuba and Italy are through to the next round. Japan and Australia are through to the next round. Um, as far as the other two, Venezuela's locked in here. They're they're going to be making it through. It looks like it's three and zero. I believe they have one more game to play. Um, Israel and the DR are playing right now. The DR is up eight nothing over Israel. So we could um, probably count that one as a win for them. Most likely, I think that's a safe assumption. And you have Great Britain and Mexico playing tonight here, roughly in about 15 minutes is their start time. Um, pretty good pitching match. Uh, well, Tywin Walker's pitching for Mexico. That's that. That should be a, a, in my opinion, a win there for Mexico, hands down. You know, um, one thing that this World Baseball Classic has done, it's given you kind of um, maybe something you didn't know about some of these players being of their nationalities, you know, like you look at a name like Lars Newtbar and you think there's no way he's playing for team Japan. And yet he's a star for team Japan. And yeah. probably going to bring Shohei Otani to St. Louis eventually. Okay. Go, just anyway. go on this rant now, because I'm not dealing with this later. <laughs> no, well, you're absolutely in. You're absolutely well, ridiculous for thinking that that's even a possibility. Why am I ridiculous about it? Why? But, for those of you that didn't hear me, I said that Shohei Otani will be a St. Louis Cardinal within the next two years. You said the same thing about Nolan Arenado becoming a Cardinal three years ago. And look no, what happened. Yes, you did. You argued with me tooth and nail that it's not going to happen. That Nolan Arenado will not be a Cardinal. And look what happened. I never I mean, I probably argued that for argument's sake. But first of all, St. Louis isn't going to be able to afford Otani. And the Angels aren't going to let him go. Not He's going to leave on a... He was on a... He, he was on the he was on the trading block last year. Yeah, and I don't think the Cardinals are going to pay him. I don't think the Cardinals are going to be able to afford it. Maybe. Um, I just wanted to really quick. Uh, you have anything else to add about the World Baseball Classic before I kind of wrap this up? Uh, I was going to talk about some of the players that you know that are playing as far as some of the teams. Well, excuse me, the number of players from each team that are in the classic, but. I mean, the Cardinals have 19, 17 of them are still playing. Some some have been removed from injury. You had a few teams like Arizona has a lot. Chicago, has, like the Cubs have a lot. A lot of bad teams have a lot of really good players playing. The Angels have like 17 or 18, something like that. And, uh, you know, Miami only has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which is on the lower end. The Yankees only got four, five, six. I believe the Orioles only have, I believe Cedric Mullins is the only Oriole player. No, no. Uh, Baltimore has a lot, actually. Uh, Must be in our farm system. 
Texas only has three, and only two of them are still active. As far as Baltimore goes, let me look here. Baltimore has Daniel Fetterman playing for Israel, Darwinson Hernandez playing for Venezuela, Dean Kremer playing for Israel, Ryan Long playing for Great Britain, Cedric Mullins playing for the U.S., and Anthony Santander playing for Venezuela. So I actually do believe this Hernandez kid is a pretty, uh, I guess you could say, kind of touted. Like, I want to say he was like one of those, like, signings that, uh, I'm blanking on the word, um, forget it. One of those, like, what are they, the, the foreign money spending, I forget what it's called because the Orioles didn't start using it until recently, where you sign, like, the the international players, your international spending pool, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, um, like, thanks for the help there as far as getting that, getting that I, out. I still wasn't sure what, what, I'm still not sure what you're talking about, but please continue. And then, uh, I mean, Dean Kramer, I actually didn't know Dean Kramer was pitching. I mean, he is pitching for Israel, so that's probably why it's Israel. Um, that team's just not that, oh. that great. Hey, you better watch it. You're East German showing there, bud. <laughs> and then, I mean, Santander playing for Venezuela. I mean, so, yeah, no, I, it's more players than I thought, actually. Um, I guess Mullins is just that name. He's he's that guy. He's that guy, bud. Well, you want to talk about uh, a player that's going overseas. Um, there's no way around it. I, I mean, I don't even want to set it up. Uh, Trevor Bauer has signed a one-year contract with the Yokohama D-Not Bay Stars of the Nippon Professional Baseball League in Japan. The 32-year-old Bauer, who last pitched before he was suspended in 2021 after a woman accused him. I mean, it's just a wild story. We're not going to get into it. Suspended 324 games, record for Major League Baseball for an active player. Uh, The Dodgers ate the final $22.5 million of his three-year deal of his three-year $102 million deal, um, he's going to get that full salary from the Dodgers, including what he's going to make from that team in Japan. Uh, did you see the the numbers on this deal? I did not see the numbers on this deal. Uh, I, I heard it's $4 million or something like that. But... Uh, this is a low... Like, this is a, this is a pretty low-risk thing if you're the Japan team, and honestly... If he shows himself, like if he shows out in Japan and has a has has a year, like has a year among years, does a baseball team bring him? Like does a MLB? I team think bring it's him ridiculous in? that he's not on a major league team. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. He was found not guilty. We have the great former Cardinal Marcelo Zuna, who was arrested for a DUI, um, was arrested for beating his wife. And he's still playing baseball, and his suspension was nowhere near Bowers. You know what this is? This is Bauer being blackballed because he speaks out against Manfred, and he speaks out against Major League Baseball as a whole, and the way they don't want to bring fans into the game and make the game better for fans. That's what this is. I am a Trevor Bauer fan. There was nothing that was there as far as any sexual assault case. Nothing was prosecuted. Nothing was paid off. I think it's ridiculous if you look at the facts of this case. And I think you are dumbfounded at the fact that I'm speaking the way I am about this. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to audition for the newest co-host of the Players Who Be Named Later podcast, you can get a hold of us on our uh, – get a hold of me because I have a feeling after tonight Dan is not is, – will no longer be associated with this podcast or the Facebook page. Uh, you can get a hold of us on the Facebook page to audition for that role. Dan, it's been a pleasure hosting the show with you. You're about to get canceled, son. Uh, cause that's, Ed, that's, that's a terrible take. You think that's a bad take? Let me tell you why I, no, 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 I think it's a bad take for you. After all of the crap that you have given me for Deshaun Watson. I never gave you crap about Deshaun. Oh my God. Oh my God. What do you mean? What do you mean? Give me one example. Every I'm week. being genuine here. You made fun of him all the time. All the oh, comments I mean, about can... the massages and everything else? I think that's... you at me with this lukewarm Trev... Trevor Bauer bullshit? But here's Ridiculous. the thing, too. Actually, here's the thing, too. Deshaun Watson, look at his suspensions that he got. I don't, I don't think that was fair for Deshaun Watson either. When you look at the history of the suspensions for the players that have committed something similar to this. I mean, 
I mean, Jesus Christ, look at the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft. He got caught going into a massage parlor getting a quickie. And he got a slap on the wrist. I don't even know if he wasn't even allowed in some games. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I I think it's a, I mean, the, the Deshaun Watson thing, some people say that it's a, it's a racial thing as far as that goes. And part of me kind of believes that when you look at it. I mean, you look at what Ben Rakes on Groffisberger did. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, dude. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I feel like when you speak out and you defend yourself publicly, it puts a bad light. I mean, former Cleveland Indian Mike Clevenger, he's another one that has domestic violence charges put up, brought up against him. He didn't speak out until things went public, and then he pr- provided the receipts the same way Bauer did. But here's my thing with Bauer. Like, I don't think it's fair. I do feel like he's being blackballed from the league. He probably feels that way, but he hasn't came out publicly and said that, and I respect him for it. I'll leave it at that. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. He's came out publicly and said that he's he, since he's been reinstated. Well, no, of course not. He's not that stupid. That's what but I he mean. He said it while he was suspended. Yeah, absolutely. But well, it, it's it's neither here nor there. And you're you're sidetracking the 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 original question that I asked you. Sorry, I, 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 if this one I feel passionate about, we're both in the, the, the after, mm. after one year, after one year. Okay. If he's, if he wins 18 games and has an ERA sub two, five. Okay. in in, in Japan does a major league baseball team go after him? Is he added to a roster and, and will that team have to deal with, I mean, they're obviously going to have to deal with the blowback, obviously, but could it be a small market team like a Pittsburgh, who's probably not, who, because they would have to spend money and they don't, or maybe a, one of the Midwestern teams that doesn't have a lot of eyes on them, maybe like a Minnesota or a Kansas City. He's got connections to Kansas City. He's played there before, hasn't he? Or maybe even he goes back to Cleveland. I'm, I'm getting him confused with Grinky, but still. Is it possible he goes back there and maybe not to a team that's in, you know, one of the biggest media markets in the world, like New York or L.A.? I do think it's possible. I think if that's I think if it's going to happen, it is going to be to a small to a small market team. OK, fair enough. I mean, you um, could, I mean, I could see St. Louis picking him up. They had Ozuna on the team after he beat his wife. So maybe that's a good fit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move along. And let's switch gears. Let's go to a different sport, a sport I don't, you don't want to talk about, but I absolutely do because it is amazing. I'll take a break here. I'll let, I'll let you kind of roll through this one, bud. The XFL. No, 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 no. I want you a part of this because you were one of the proponents of the Rams leaving St. Louis. I was one of the proponents. Yes, you enjoyed the Rams leaving St. Louis. You did. Uh, I did. Well, I didn't enjoy the Rams leaving St. Louis. I enjoyed the misery that it caused you. Okay. Now. It's, it came out that Goodell and, and that liar and the liars organization said St. Louis is not a sports town. And we have proved them wrong. Not only have we proved them wrong by our at new, brand new, brand new MLS team selling out, being one of only two MLS teams to win their first three games as a franchise. Did you know that? Did you know St. Louis City FC is, was 3-0? May even still be 3-0, I'm not sure. I haven't seen if they played recently, but they sold out their game and won it. And they're one of the only two teams to do that, along with the Seattle Sounders. But more important than that, the city has supported the Blues, who have sucked this year. They supported the Cardinals in the 90s, who sucked until they got McGuire. But they also did something incredible. There were three games, or there were four games in week four in the XFL. In D.C., They drew 11,521 fans in Seattle, 15,103 fans, and in Orlando, 10,013. Now, just some quick math there. It's around 36,35, something like that. In St. Louis alone, one game, they drew 38,310, more than the other three games combined. In fact, the next closest game in drawing was in, what is that, San Antonio, right? Yes, 24,245. That was the opening game for the XFL. That was the very first XFL game. St. Louis drew 38,310 
people. That's a good homestand for the Baltimore Orioles. That's a good two homestands for the Baltimore Orioles, is it not? No. It's like one homestand. Mm, if they played Monday through Saturday, they may break 38000 on Saturday combined. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. No, you're wrong. You must and be that, thinking about the Indians. Uh, yeah, Indians too. Pittsburgh. You know, that, that that's a good week for the Pirates. And the Battlehawks did that in one game in a stadium that is falling down around them where lines to the bathroom were long concession stands ran out of beer and they still drew 38,310 people. They're selling 45,000 tickets this week for their game against DC. And they're probably in fact, definitely going to sell out again on Saturday. This is amazing for not a sports city to be doing this. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you and I both know the Cronky just wanted the team in L.A. for that L.A. money. It, it, it's it's stupid, you know? And let, let's put this in further. I mean, that's why the city of St. Louis sued the NFL, and I feel like they shouldn't have just took a settlement. $700 million is what they took. They should have went, they, they should have went, let that go to court. Truthfully, they, that's... Oh, absolutely. What they should have done was do what Cleveland did. And sue until they got their franchise back. Because that's exactly what the Browns did when Art Modell took the Browns to Baltimore. The city sued the NFL until they gave them a team. Now, granted, were they going to get an expansion team? Probably not, but the St. Louis Chargers had a pretty good ring to it. I mean, I think that I I don't think that's an option. I think, unfortunately, St. Louis will not have another football team. Two more years. They got to do it for two more years. The XFL has to keep selling tickets like this for two more years. And then I, I don't think the NFL can ignore it. I, I am think- curious. What were their, what was their, the Rams ticket sales like during their bad years? Right. Cause when golf was there, they went to one, they went to one NFC championship in St. Louis, right? With golf. Mm, no. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they went to one. Um, I feel like I, it was maybe their second to last year there. Because wasn't McVeigh a coach in St. Louis, not just in L.A.? Mm, yeah, you're asking too many questions. I am not sure. Uh, to give you, I need to look the, this up while you talk. When did the Rams move? When did the Rams move? The Rams Three moved in years ago. Okay. Right? See, you're asking questions, Dan, that you should have done research for. Well, I didn't know we were going on a Rams tangent today. <laughs> the Rams left St. Louis in 2015. So in 2015, the Rams drew 52,402 people. In 2014, it was 57, 57 in 2013, 56 in 2012, uh, 56 and a half in 2011, 53 in 2010, 55 in 09, and... Almost 60,000 in 2008. Okay. Oh, I lied. They didn't make the playoffs. <sighs> Never mind. I lied. You said they left in 2015. They yeah, left I, I definitely was lying. They didn't have a winning season in, since 20, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were bad. They did uh, have Todd Gurley as offensive rookie of the year that year, and Aaron Donald the year before as defensive rookie of the year. And Sam Bradford. As an offensive rookie of the year, signing one of the worst contracts in the history of contracts. In fact, the Rams went 1-15 and in 2009, okay? In 2009, they drew 55,000 people. That's not a lot. For a 1-15 ball club who went 2-14 and the year before and 3-14 and in the year before that? All right, so since we're going on this tangent, look up what the Browns drew their own 16 year. Or Detroit, even. That'll kind of give us a good baseline for a bad team. Okay, Cleveland Browns attendance. Let's see what we got here. Uh, what year did they go 0-16, Dan? Bro, you're the Browns fan. <laughs> uh, what year did Cleveland go 0-16? I just know the Ravens beat them. 2017. Okay. You're a genius. In 2017, the Cleveland Browns drew 63,882 people. 
in a stadium that holds about twenty thousand, or well, about ten thousand more than what the Rams did. So, uh, five thousand more people. All right, and then let's go with Detroit. Right. Detroit, two thousand eight. Okay. So then, Detroit Lions attendance. You said two thousand and eight. Yeah. 2008, the Lions drew 54,479 people. All right. So, uh, so it, I, mean, I mean, it's right on with everything. It's right on cue. Yeah, feel. right on cue. Like I said, I just I just wanted to see what it was like for a, for a, for a bad franchise, you know? I wanted to get a baseline there, and it's it's right on par. So, I mean, and I mean, like I said, the, the main factor of me enjoying St. Louis is just that I get to ride you about it because we're friends and we no, get we're to – Yeah, no, okay. We're not, we're not friends. You. You're right. Fuck um, you. Hey, at least my hometown has two teams right now in the major sports. Your hometown has one and a half because according to Stephen A. Sith, hockey isn't a real sport. And just curious, what does Baltimore have? We have the Orioles and the Ravens, two major league teams. Do you think that the Orioles count as a professional team when I'm pretty sure the Yankees farm system could beat them seven out of ten times? Do you – I would love – to do a little friendly rager. Let's look up. You know what? You keep talking, and we're going to play an over Let's talk game. about the XFL stats thus far. We take a look at the leaders in passing. Ben DiNucci of Seattle, 100, or 1,119 yards, 111 for 161, 7 yards per attempt, ATDs, 4 interceptions. Brandon Silvers, I believe that's of Houston, 88 for 135, 962, 10 TDs, 3 picks. A.J. McCarron, 86 for 131, 850, 9 TDs, 3 picks. Those are your leaders in passing. Paxton Lynch in 4 games, 60 for 100, 4 TDs, 1 pick, 690 yards. Let's take a look at some rushing. Hold on, really quickly. Does A.J. AJ McCarron get a look in uh, training camp this year? I think he absolutely does. Look at the... Jordan Tiamu last year, uh, he definitely got a look for a couple of teams after being good with the Battle Hawks a couple of years ago. Uh, Morgan Ellison, 46 attempts, 239 yards. Give him one TD on the year. In fact, the XFL apparently does not like to run, as it as that is the leading rusher with 239 yards through four games. I mean, the offenses haven't looked great, but... Not a good running attack from anybody. Brett Hundley has 90 yards on 14 attempts. Tiamu, 36 attempts for 185 yards. Uh, Abram Smith, 61 attempts, 214 yards. Tiamu has two touchdowns, by the way. That leads the XFL along with Max Borgie and Dijun Lee. I guess that's his name. I'm not 100% sure. Kalen Balaj, the former Raven, 147 yards on 51 attempts. No touchdowns, Dan. Not a good look for your Ravens guys. In receiving, Jacor Pearson, 31 catches, 348 yards, and a score. We take a look at the yardage leaders. Guess who's second, Dan? Take a guess on who's second in the XFL in re- receiving yards. Um, What's the dude's name? Former pro bowler and all-pro Josh freaking Gordon. 18 catches, 282 yards, three touchdowns. John Trey Kirkland, Hakeem Butler, they lead the XFL with four receiving touchdowns. Josh Gordon has to get another look this year in, in training camp, right? I mean, if he keeps playing this way. But Is he, he technically suspended right now again? I mean, I don't know. know with him. I don't like, know if he's been reinstated. Like, the XFL could suspend him. The XFL could drug test him and the NFL suspend him. Like That's ridiculous. Um, I mean, that's probably not true, but. The leader in sacks is Trent Harris, a linebacker for Houston. He's got six. Tim Ward for Houston has four, as does Maximilian Roberts. He has four sacks as well for Vegas. Leader in total tackles, Donald Payne with 31. Solo tackles, Jordan Williams. And tackles for loss, Trent Harris. That's that's pretty much all I got. You got that? Oh, I can get you that. Absolutely, I can get you that. Let's uh, do, 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 no, I, oh, yeah, here we go. Interceptions, it will be, do, 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 do. okay, 
Michael Joseph with three, Sean Davis and Ajin Harris each with two, as does Nate Medores. We're four weeks in? Yes. All right, give me that guy's name with three. I'm, I'm going to have a little fun here. Michael Joseph, a defensive Michael back. Michael Joseph. Yes. Michael Joseph. With the defenders, who now sit at 4-0 as we take a look at these standings. The defenders are 4-0. They are followed by the St. Louis Battlehawks at 3-1, the Seattle Dra- Sea Dragons at 2-2, two and, two, and the Vipers, who are 0-4. The Houston Roughnecks, they are also 4-0, followed by the Arlington Renegades, the San Antonio Brahmas, who are 1-3, and, and the Orlando Guardians, who sit at 0-4. I do believe uh, Orlando's going to be getting a... or that team will be moving from Orlando next year. That just seems how the XFL goes. Now, what are you trying to do here, bud? Uh, Michael Thomas, right? So he has three games through three interceptions through four Michael games. Jo- Michael Joseph, yeah. Michael Joseph, yeah. Three interceptions through four games. He will be on an NFL roster next year. I just wanted to make a note of it because it's something I want to go back and check once we get closer to the season and once the XFL is over. Well, I'll tell you what. Go ahead and add Josh Gordon to that list. Go ahead and add A.J. McCarron to that list. Here's what's interesting about A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron, did you hear about his story as far as not? Yes, he signed with less money instead of being a third-string quarterback to be in St. Louis to be in the XFL. Add Ben DiNucci to that list as well. Ben DiNucci. D-I-N-U-C-C-I. So this still doesn't get you excited for the XFL at all. It gets me more excited to see where some of these guys end up. Because what I would love to see is, is this to be a feeder system? I think that's what the, what the, the USFL, that's, that's the other one, right? That's what they're yeah, calling themselves. That starts soon. I think that's what the USFL is trying to make themselves into. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't think that, I think the XFL's kind of got the cornerstone on that. Now that's nothing to say if this other league comes out, and goes gangbusters, and we see a lot of high-scoring stuff and everything else. You know, maybe we could see something going going on there, but it we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. What do you say we switch gears, Dan? Yeah, so I, I kind of want to call an audible here on you after. What? Nope. Let's 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 go over the brackets. I'm not going to call an audible on you yet. No, by all means, go ahead. No, I thought the NFL stuff was coming up next, so let's go over the bracket. All right. It's on Audible in the NFL because that just has to be a show on its own. Pick a number. Pick any number in the world. What you got? Five. All right. You picked an odd number, so it'll be my top bracket. That'll be my official picks for this year. Uh, it's March Madness. And we don't talk about college basketball a lot, but this is the time of year where everybody is a college basketball expert. Fan. Okay. It, you know, a lot of people have different ways of picking their teams on who's going to win. I go by gut. Dan picks whoever's got the prettiest uniforms. You know, yeah, his wife Dan, actually does the research. So I, I, uh, I am the complete opposite of that. This is the one time where I would consider myself a uh, college basketball connoisseur. Because after we get you. off this show tonight. Take whatever this guy says about his bracket with a grain of salt. I have seen this guy make some truly dumb dumb picks betting a lot of money in some really stupid places and just pissing it away i told him i told him the last time he made a really stupid bet that i didn't disagree with and he's going to ask for an example and i'm not going to give it him one because i can't think of it because it's 10 o'clock at night and i've been up since 5 a.m ah there was I the, told him the last I time that he made a terrible bet to just give me the money because it's the same thing and at least this way a friend will get some use out of it but no he insists on pissing his money away because he thinks he's a gambler and he's not anyway Actually, go ahead. the last time you told me not to do something I did it, and it won. Be more specific. There was a bet that I placed when we were sitting on here. I was really drunk, of course. Um, oh, either drunk or high. Who knows? And I placed the bet, and it won. And you were like, oh, you should cash out. And I was like, no, I'm going to let it ride. And I let it ride. Oh, it was the hockey parlay. Yeah. And you told yeah. me to cash out at like 80 bucks, and I ended up winning like four. Well, who knew, who knew Seattle was going to score two goals in two minutes, in the final two minutes to win that game? That was ridiculous ridiculous anyway the number one seeds are alabama houston purdue and kansas you expect kansas purdue okay houston alabama houston has became a college basketball i want to say some they've been on the rise here for the last three or four years 
they have been a, a sweetheart of mine up until this year because clearly they're not a sweetheart. They're a number one seed this year. They do have the best player in college basketball as well this season. Um, hands down going to be a uh, – the way that pundits are talking about this kid, and I can't remember his name, so I'm not even going to try to look it up real quick, but he is going to be the first collegiate player off the board for the NBA draft is what he's what he's projected to go. He's So there may be some like guys that have skipped college or some overseas guys that go before him but he's projecting to be the first collegiate player off the board. Fair enough. All right. You want to do that? Let's just do this by region. We'll give you your first round picks. Alabama, Texas, A&M, CC. We know. Uh, Maryland, the eighth seed. West Virginia, the ninth seed. Uh, we're going to be different. We're going to differ on this one. I already know. I have Maryland. Yeah. Th- this is one that we may actually put some money on against each other, given the fact these are pretty much our two home states. San Diego State, Charleston, five twelve, upset or no? Uh, possible upset, but I, as of right now, I have San Diego. I got State San Diego State on. too. Yeah, uh, Virginia, Furman, Virginia. I do have Virginia moving forward there. Creighton, NC State. Creighton's going to be too much for NC State to handle. The ACC is really weak this year. I got an upset there. Baylor over UCSB, University of California, Santa Barbara. Uh, Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. Missouri, Utah State. Uh, Utah State. What? Uh, Utah, Utah State has is they've got healthy of recently. They made a great run here through their uh, through their conference tournament, and I'm expecting them to, um, to to play very well. And I think they can upset this this Mizzou team. Well, if that happens, my bracket's busted because I got Mizzou going deep. Uh, Arizona and Princeton. We both got Arizona. Yes. Yes. Alabama, West Virginia. Or uh, I have Alabama winning that game. San Diego State, Virginia. I have Virginia winning. Uh, Baylor, NC State. I'm picking what my bracket is because I cannot see Dan's. Yeah. So I have Baylor moving forward. You know what? Let's just go. We'll do the first rounds and then we'll give our elite eights and, and go from there. All right. In the Midwest, we have Houston, Northern Kentucky. Houston wins by 20, 40, 50. Houston by how much? 50, 40, 35. Iowa, Auburn. I have Auburn winning here. I feel like that's a good bowl game, you know? Like, that that would be like a good, not like one of the major bowl games, but still like a New Year's Eve bowl game. Like, like, like somewhere cold, like, like the pinstripe bowl, you know? Yeah. Uh, Miami, Drake. Uh, Miami, but uh, Drake is is on upset watch. That's not a bad one, honestly. I also picked Iowa over Auburn, by the way. Uh, Indiana, Kent State. Uh, this is I have Indiana, but this is another 13 seed that I may switch to. Iowa State versus the winner of Mississippi State Pittsburgh. Uh, I have Iowa State moving forward here. Xavier Kennesaw State. Uh, Kennesaw State. So Kennesaw State should not even be in the tournament. So I have Xavier here. Kennesaw State. They lost their conference tournament, but the team that they lost to. This is a rule that the NCAA needs to change. Um, the team that they lost to is not NCAA tournament eligible because this is their fourth year of being a D1 school and you are not allowed to play in any tournaments until you are four years out from moving from Division two to Division one. That's ridiculous. Uh, Penn State, Texas A&M. Uh, Penn State. This is, I, I picked Penn State too. This is another one where I feel real. this could be a really strong bowl game, you know? Could be. Um, and then we have Texas Colgate. Uh, Texas, but you can never count out this uh, a Colgate team, man. When a Colgate team goes dancing, they they they've had some upsets in their past. Anyway, Purdue. Look, look up look up Colgate's history in the tournament. They've upset big schools in before. the East. Purdue is the number one seed, and they face the winner of uh, Purdue, it, Texas State, Senate, uh, Texas Southern, I believe is what it is. Okay, and FDU, which is Florida something University. Okay, sure, Purdue wins. Uh, Memphis, FAU. Uh, man, I have FAU moving forward here. Is Lane Kiffin still the football coach at FAU? I don't know. Anyway, I picked uh, Memphis. Duke, Oral Roberts. Who do you have in this? I got Duke going almost all the way. Yeah, I have Oral, Oral Roberts winning this game. You're insane. Tennessee, I am not insane. I am not insane. Tennessee, Louisiana. Um, Tennessee. 
Oh yeah, there there's gonna be so many people that won't be able to understand the other people in that game. Uh, Kentucky Providence. Providence uh, can't upset this Kentucky team. It's Kentucky. Kansas State, Montana State. Uh, K State. Michigan, USC. Michigan State, USC. Excuse me. Uh, I have USC, and one thing I don't like about this bracket, which this bracket will change, is I have every 10 seed beating every 7 seed. I just realized that. I have USC as well. And then Marquette, Vermont. If Marquette. you say, I would say, if you say Vermont, I'm, I'm hitting you. Kansas, Howard, 116 in the West with Kansas being the top seed. It's not. A, it's, it's not. Illinois, <laughs> Arkansas. That's a 9-8 with Illinois as the 9. Who you got? Illinois. My man. All right. By the way, spoiler alert, Illinois is winning this tournament. VCU as a 12th seed taking on St. Mary's. I have VCU. I do too. How about that? UConn, Iona. Um, UConn. TCU faces the winner of ASU and Nevada. Oh, how about that? Those are schools that are really close to each other play on a play-in game. Um, I have TCU here. Absolutely, you do. Gonzaga versus Grand Canyon. Um, I have the Zags. A lot of people like this Grand Canyon team, though, so I'm a little worried. A lot of I've, sharks, I've never heard of, of Grand. I thought Grand Canyon University was one of them online schools. Like yeah, no, no. Eastern New Hampshire or whatever it's called. Uh, Northwestern, a seven seed against Boise State, a 10 seed. I have Boise State. And like I said, I'm a little worried. I do too. I do too. Wow, we are pretty much matched up here. God, see, this is another one. This, this would be if the, if the if football went to an 18 playoff. I could see this being a first round playoff matchup, you know. In, in, like Northwestern and Boise State? Yeah, in football, you know. Where the teams combined for 1,400 passing yards in a game. You know what I mean? On that blue turf. Oh, yeah. It'd be be a great thing to watch. And then finally, UCLA versus UNC Asheville. Uh, UCLA. All right. Who is your, I guess, let's go one, two, three, four, five, six. Who's your your Elite Eight? All right. So starting up at the top here, I have Obama and Zona. So I have Chalk there. Nope. Um, and then in the Midwest, I have Houston Xavier. Oh, hey, same. Um, in the East, I have Purdue and Marquette. Nope. And in the West, I have Kansas and Zags. I have Gonzaga as well. So three for eight, not bad. Uh, San Diego State and Missouri. And, you know, Houston Xavier. Uh, Duke and Kentucky. Because, you know, all sports are rigged. And that's what the NCAA wants. And then Illinois and Gonzaga. And your final four. My final four are Arizona, Purdue, Houston, Kansas. And then I have Uh -uh. San Diego State, Kentucky, Houston, Illinois. Who's in the finals? Um, I have Purdue and Houston here. Uh, Kentucky and Illinois. Yep. And Illinois is your national champion. 65-61. All right. Um, on that it's, close, note. it's a close game until the final 30 seconds. Illinois goes ahead by three. Then it's foul city. 65-61. Okay. I have a 76-75. to 75. Ooh, a nail biter. With Houston winning. All right. Those are our official picks. By the way, I have another bracket in that group. I have said multiple times this is not my official pick. Well, that's your official one for this show. We can do another one head-to-head where, you know, we both actually – you know, take it seriously. But yes, I have another one in that bracket where I got Duke winning. So it is what it is. Anyway, um, we got some time. You want to hit up some NFL stuff? There's a lot of it. So I actually wanted to play a little game with you. Sure. Base, baseball related. Okay. We can play this together. I'm going to kind of make it quick how much time we got. We got about eight minutes. I can probably run through this. Sure. So these are the, um, these are the over-under win lines for the MLB. Let's hit it. All right, so the first one we have here is uh, over-under for any team most wins, 105.5. So will any team win 106 games? Over. Okay. All right, we're in advance. Absolutely, Dodgers. They're going to win 112. Uh, The Diamondbacks, 74.5. Under. I have the under as well. Braves, 94.5. Under. 
I have the over because of the schedule changes. Mm, I just I don't think they did. I don't trust them. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. This is just we don't have to. They're, they're a this. wild. They're a wild card team. I'm gonna save three teams for the end. I'm gonna save the Orioles, the Cardinals, and the and the Guardians. The last three teams. Fair enough. Red Sox, 78 and a half. Under. Under. They lose 90 games this year, if not more. Um, Cubs, 77 and a half. They lose 100 games this year. I have the over. They they lose at least 100. Dansby Swanson is not going to make them a good ball club. Um, the White Sox, 83 and a half. 86 is going to win the, that division, but they're going to beat up on a lot of the other bad teams in that division. That's an over. I have... I like. I want to call push, but obviously you can with a hook. So I'm gonna call. Um, I'm gonna take the over on that one as well. Oh, hey, hey, hey! I'm I'm all good for counting a rain delay as a tie. Okay. Or, um, or, or a I'm, I'm, I'll take the over. I'm I'm not gonna cop out on any of these. I think 83 is almost dead on for them though. Uh, Cincinnati 65 and a half. Just because it's so hard. So that would that would have them losing a hundred in what almost 120 games. Try your math again, buddy. Yeah, 162 right. games in baseball, 65. Yeah, no, they're losing 97. Yeah, you're, right, you're right. Under. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna take the under too. But watch um, them. Watch them go like 40 and 20 in the first 60 games next year and prove us all wrong. And then watch them lose like 70 of the last 90. All right. So we're saving that one. Uh, the Rockies at 65 and a half. Over. Taking the under. Under. That's, you said a half? 65 and a half. Over because they're going to 66. Detroit, 70 and a half. Under. Ooh. Under. I think the distraction of it being Miggy Swan Song, it, it, under. As well. I agree as well. Houston, 95 and a half. Over. Taking the over as well. Without a doubt, over. They're going to win 100 games. Kansas City. 69 and a half under they lose 100 there's gonna be a lot of really bad teams this year like there there's gonna be a definite dividing line between who's really bad and who's really good and there's gonna be two or three pretenders out there that beat up on really bad i'm gonna take the under as well the angels 81 and a half i'm gonna take the over i've been burned so many times on the angels man i get burned every year I, I want to say the under, but I can't have every team losing 100 games. Right. I mean, you're talking about they, they are losing. If you take under there, they are losing 100 games. I, I think it greatly depends on how. If they get rid of any players and, you know, I'm, the one I'm, I'm talking about. The over. I'm taking the over. Uh, I'm going to go under. Just I, I can't trust them anymore. I'm going to say one more for later, too, because it's my NL team. You should know who that is. Uh, I do not, but I don't care. Anyway, go on. All right, Dodgers, um, 95 and a half. Over 110, 12. I think they're the team that gets over 105 as well. Yeah. Um, Miami, 76 and a half. I'm taking the over. I don't think they lose 100 games. I think I, well, I mean, that would put them losing like 85. But, or how many did you say? 76? You're right. Yeah, my math is terrible. I keep thinking it's 182 games because I keep having hockey and basketball in my head yeah. at 82. Anyway, um, uh, I'm going uh, – if it wasn't a half, I'd say it's a push. They're right there. I'm going to go with under, but, like, by a hair. The Brewers, 85 and a half. See, if they win more than 85 games, that means oh, – over. I'm gonna take the under. They're gonna make it interesting in September, but that's it. The twin, the Twinkies, 83 and a half. Oh, under, under. They're a sub 500 team. We're in agreement with that. Um, Mets, 94 and a half. Yeah, they're under. They have a disappointing to... year, and they d- disassemble. No, no way. Not with all the money they just spent. Yeah, he's going to get impatient. He's going to he's going to send some players out that aren't doing so well. Yeah, they're 
they're a wild card team, but they're not a high wild card team. Yankee, I think they win that division. Um, uh, no, I'm going to take the over. Actually, I'm going to take the over on the bats. Um, Yankees, ninety-four and a half. Over. Oh my God, I hate the Yankees, but I think I think you're right. They are going to challenge the Dodgers and the Astros for the best record in baseball. Um, Oakland, 60 and a half under. That's tough, actually. Uh, yeah, because 60's right there. I'm going to say over, they lose 95 games. In I'm fact, still, I'm still going to take the under. I'm going to, I'm going to make a bold take right here. You ready? Oakland doesn't finish last in that division. That is... Well, if you're taking that, you should throw t- you should throw freaking like ten bucks on there just to win ten. I'll tell you what, money right now. Oh, did they finish last? No, just that because I, I I think if they I think they lose a hundred games, so I think they do finish last. <laughs> That's a bold prediction with with Texas right there. Anyway, I just spent a ton of money, dude. Um, anyway, Phillies eighty eight and a half. I'm gonna take the under. Over. They win that division. Uh, this will be fun when we do a preview show. Um, yeah, cause all of this is going to change by the <laughs> Pirates, 68 and a half. Mm. Under. I don't think they, I think they lose 100 games. Can, can you ask me this after we go see them on the 8th? No. no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go with the under. Right. I mean, they got to play St. Louis and Milwaukee 16 to, or 17 times a piece. <clears throat> Giants, 81 and a half. Even. I like them at 500, so I guess that's under. Are you keeping track of all this? You need to write all this stuff down. No, I'm not keeping track of it. Just, just so we can be consistent when we do our baseball preview. Anyway, we got to move it along. Let's go. We don't have that many teams left. Uh, the Giants, I have the under as well. Mariners, 87 and a half. Under, I'm going under, but well, I feel like that's right there for them. Um, Rays 88 and a half under. Disappointing year for disappointing year in Tampa. I'm gonna take the under as well. The Rangers 82 and a half, way under. I'm take, uh, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the over. I think they're over, they're above 500. Okay, uh, you're wrong, but all right. Uh, Toronto, 91 and a half. Uh, uh, over, but barely over. Uh, I think I'm going to take the under there. And then the Nationals at 60 and a half. Nationals are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah, that's what you said last year. When you had them By losing 110 games, I'm going under. I'm going to take the under as well. All right. Um, so the four teams that we saved. The Padres. 93 and a half under i'm gonna take the under as well but i don't think it's that far under i think they're an 88 to 9 uh 91 team the cardinals what do you think their win total set at 92 and a half 88 and a half well over they're winning that division by multiple games i'm gonna take the under but i, I think hold on. i am calling so much bullshit on that you have the MVP, you have the guy that finished third in MVP voting. You have a legit Cy Young contender. I just, I don't understand this at all. Can you see my screen so you know I'm not lying to you? No, I get it. I'm just saying it's bullshit. Whoever's making this stuff up, it's to get money on 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 the bet. That's all. All right. Uh, the Guardians, what do you think they're set at? 78 and a half. They're at 86 and a half. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take the under. under. Yeah. Although then, I think 86 wins that division, so you know I'm going over. I'm going over. I'm still going to take the under, but I don't think it's too far off. The Orioles. What do you think they're at? 59 and a half. What, what did you say? 59 and a half. What do you really think they're at? 59 and a half. Okay, they're at 76 and a half, and I'm taking the over. Bullshit! Bullshit! I'm so far under. Oh man! Oh, you realize they were. You. I cannot wait to laugh at you next week. Uh, on the week after, and for just several weeks going forward. So you think they lose a hundred? You think they? You think they? They go backwards this season? Yeah. 
Okay. You want to bet money on that? No. Like, I want to I put in escrow any amount that you want. Dan, I'm broke, man. No, because uh, I'm not that confident in it. But that's so – 76 – no, that's terrible. Anyway, we have yeah, officially went when over – Orioles finished third in the division. Okay. We have officially went over once again. But thank you for sticking with us. We'll, get, we'll try to get better next time. Dan's going to, you know, hopefully attempt to be a valuable member of the show. If he, there is a next time, remember, if you want to cancel him, Go to the Facebook page. Tell me how much you dislike him and everything that he said. Um, and I will be sure to fire him publicly on this next show. And we will begin looking for a replacement. If you'd like to be a replacement, be sure to audition. Um, I'm always willing to meet new people. But uh, Dan, as always, I'd like to not thank you for your disservice to the show for the many years we've been doing it together. Uh-huh. Sure. Anyway. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. We'd like to thank you all for listening and apologize for to your ears. But just remember, ladies and gentlemen, as spring training comes forward, as the XFL is in full swing, as the NCAA tournament continues to march along in basketball and hockey march to the playoffs, if your team is not doing so hot, it can always be the players to be named later who can make it better. See ya! <laughs>